Brad Vanden normally joins me on Friday, will be here with me and is here with me, co-hosting from the East Coast. Brad runs Bandit Communications Research, a polling message development and media firm which helps labor unions, progressive issues groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. Hey, Brad, how you doing? Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you, Leslie. We're going to talk in this hour, as you know, Brad, about Sandra Bland. I mentioned yesterday and gave you guys an overview of what was going on. It was just a, a very uh, simple, what turned out to be obviously a deadly, uh, traffic stop. Uh, she and the police officer had words back and forth. He said things with a taser in his hand like he was going to light her on or light her up, like, you know, uh, with the taser. Um, he told her to put her cigarette out. She said that she didn't, you know, have to do that. Uh, he handcuffed her. Uh, there was a struggle, and uh, we know that she ended up dead in her prison cell. And uh, what reports are being told from police and even from a first autopsy, and we're going to give you more information on that, is it does seem to be um, in line with suicide. We're also hearing uh, that she told someone that she had attempted suicide before. Uh, so what are the facts? Well, first from yesterday, let's play the Sandra Bland arrest uh, video. This is what started raising a lot of questions. Step out of the car. Newly released dash cam video of 28-year-old Sandra Bland's arrest is raising new questions about what really took place just three days before she was found dead in this Texas jail cell. For starters, the 52-minute video of the traffic stop and her arrest appears to have several discrepancies. Get out of the car. Don't touch me. Watch as the white vehicle driving on the left suddenly vanishes from the road. And this brief moment where a tow truck driver walks away from the dash cam's view then quickly reappears at the truck's door. Immediately following, a scene repeats. All the while, the audio is playing uninterrupted. It's not clear whether the video was edited or if an equipment issue is to blame. All of this casting doubt that the video reflects a continuous account of the heated encounter with Texas State Trooper Brian Encenia. I'm going to drag you out of here. So you're going you're gonna to drag me out of my own car? Get out of the car! And then you I will light me? you up! Get out! Wow! Now! Wow. Get out of the car. Really for a failure to signal. You're doing all of this for Get over to... there. A bystander captured images of the trooper holding Bland to the ground, but dash cam video caught what she's saying. You're a real man now. You just slammed me, knocked my head in the ground. I got epilepsy, you mother- Good. Authorities say Bland later committed suicide in her cell. This is a look inside where she spent her final hours. The Texas Department of Public Safety says Trooper Encenia failed to comply with the department's standards for professionalism. He's been pulled off patrol duty as state officials investigate. And, uh, you know, just uh, incredible to hear that. Um, First of all, before we get to what's come out, um, you know, since that, and we shared that yesterday, Brad, what's your first reaction when you heard about this, when you watched video, when you heard this and uh, details of, uh, you know, what happened. Even before they got to the jail cell, and that resulted, obviously, in Ms. Uh, Ms. Barron's death. Well, the whole thing stinks to high heaven. Uh, and, you, you know, that, that's a good point, Leslie. Let, let's just examine what happened before she was thrown in jail. I mean, just the traffic stop itself uh, was horrible. Uh, you know, I mean, she was you know, pulled over for routine traffic violation. And, you know, the the uh, Texas State Patrolman just went nuts. I mean, his his handling of the situation uh, was way out of proportion uh, to uh, the, you know, 
the stop. I mean, it was just totally the violence. The was totally the rough handling was totally unwarranted. So if even if you just stop at the traffic stop, there's enough there to you know said well this is something fundamentally wrong here. And then when you get to what happened in the jail cell, well that that's uh, well we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get even more threatening. But just the trail the traffic stop itself is is deplorable. We'll get to that in a minute. Like I said, I want to talk about before we get to the to the uh, cell and just talk about uh, the incident. Brad, I'm wondering, because I'm going to be honest, I thought this cop was completely out of line. And I've dealt with some cops like this in my life, unfortunately. But I have to say, I didn't mouth off. I mean, nothing should, you know, end up in a woman dying, which happened later. And we're, you know, not sure on all the details. We'll give you the updated information in a moment. But, but do do you feel that, for example, if you've got somebody who is being belligerent like this, as I feel the police officer was, aren't, aren't we fanning the flames of the anger when we're sitting in a car, they have handcuffs, they have authority, and they've got a gun? In other words, is it stupid for us to mouth off even, it's, even if it's wrong? Because it makes our case stronger if we remain silent and respectful even if they are not. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it makes a big difference. Uh, you, we shouldn't mouth off. Uh, we should uh, treat uh, the uh, the policeman and policewoman with respect. And she clearly mouthed off. But still, given that, the cop had no reason to treat her. Oh, no, no, I agree. I agree. The cop is completely wrong. I'm just saying, you know, my, my mother always taught me to take the high road. Do you know what I mean? And, and another thing, though, I am not an African-American. And, you know, I, I think when... You know, somebody is a minority, specifically in the African-American community, we have especially now this lack of trust, anger, even perhaps hatred um, of some of these uh, men and women in uniform approaching their vehicles. Well, yeah, and it's a real problem because if the community doesn't trust the people who are policing the community, uh, you're going to have anarchy. And, you know, one thing I remember, and this goes back to the... uh, uh, the uh, riots and demonstrations in, in Missouri uh, last year, if you look at the national polling, uh, it is quite clear that very few black people in this country uh, trust the police to do the right thing uh, when they're uh, handling an, an incident with a black motorist or, you know, any kind of crime. And if the black community doesn't trust uh, the police force, uh, then policing doesn't work. Uh, no question uh, about that. And unfortunately, we are entering into those situations in certain communities, um, cities, towns, neighborhoods uh, in our nation. Um, so here's uh, what the deal is with updates. When it comes to the circumstances leading to Sandra Bland's death, what we don't know actually now far outweighs what we do know. And with each passing day, each new revelation, the picture, instead of becoming slowly into focus, becomes to, you know, it seems to turn murkier. Um, according to Blinn's sister, Sharon Cooper, she told CNN's Erin Burnett on Outfront, quote, I have, ha- I have a hard time dealing with inconsistency, and that seems to have been the theme over the last couple of days here. Ms. Bland ended up in jail, as you know, Brad mentioned and as we mentioned yesterday, after she allegedly made an improper lane change. She was pulled over by the Texas State Trooper Brian Encinia on July 10th, and during that stop, authorities say she was belligerent. Uh, Bland was arrested and taken to jail. 
She died three days later in that jail cell. But what happened after has ignited a debate about what the officer could have done versus what he should have done. One of the issues is the cause of death. How did Ms. Bland die? Well, the family is seeking an independent autopsy. They are dissatisfied with the official version. Authorities say there was no foul play. They assert that Ms. Bland hanged herself with a trash bag from a metal barrier that separated the bathroom from the rest of her cell. She was found, quote, in her cell not breathing from what appears to be self-inflicted asphyxiation, according to the Waller County Sheriff's Office. And the Waller County District Attorney, Elton Mathis, released some preliminary autopsy results that indicate she had marijuana in her system and cutting scars on her arms. Sometimes people cut when they have emotional problems uh, they, uh, to take away their emotional pain. They inflict physical pain. Uh, and uh, the Waller County Sheriff, R. Glenn Smith, said, quote, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that Bland took her own life. Well, that's lovely. That's his mind. Uh, suicide makes no sense, though, to the family of Ms. Bland or her friends. They say she was ecstatic about the prospect of starting a new job at her alma mater, Prairie View A&M University in Texas, according to their family attorney, Canon Lambert. And uh, the attorney asked, why is it that a 28-year-old woman who received two job offers take her own life? Why would she call her mom in excitement about those jobs and take her own life? The issue? Her mental state. Jail intake forms that were released to CNN tell two different stories. In one section, it indicates that Ms. Bland said she tried to kill herself using pills in 2014 after losing a baby. Now, as a woman who has suffered miscarriage, as a wo- miscarriages, as a woman who has buried a child, me, I'm talking about, I was suicidal. After my son died, I was suicidal. I thought about killing myself, no question about it. So when she said she tried to kill herself using pills in 2014 after losing a baby, she was telling the truth. But I think that's very different than somebody who tries to kill themselves based on depression. Um, and, and you might say, well, wasn't she depressed? Yes, very, very different. Anybody who has been with, married to, related to, or you yourself have lost a child, uh, lost a baby after carrying it in your body for a period of time, uh, y- y- your hormones aren't right, y- your emotions are screwed up, your mental state is screwed up, and I have been there. In another section, the answer is no to the question, attempted suicide, okay, Um, Despite the inconsistencies, the answer should have raised red flags at the jail. That's according to Philip Holloway. He's a CNN legal analyst and former prosecutor. And I got to say, I thought the same thing. We know that in our, our, our throughout our nation, people are placed on suicide watch and are heavily watched if there's any threat. And that's why those questions are asked on those intake forms. He said they should have been monitoring very closely. And I agree. They should have gotten more detailed medical information because they were put on notice that she had a problem. It's a problem that Bland talked about in a video that she posted to Facebook earlier this year. She said, quote, I am suffering from something that some of you all may be dealing with right now. That's a little bit of depression as well as PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And her relatives say that's news to them. Quote, I can tell you that we take with the notion that she was suffering from depression. She was never clinically diagnosed, as the family understands, and everybody has hills and valleys, and we don't know about any medication that she was taking in regards to depression. Okay? And And if you look at the video... She says, it's a little bit of depression as well as PTSD. In other words, I'm feeling down. And, you know, a lot of you going through and feel what I feel out there. Another issue is her arrest. Critics are quick to point out that she wouldn't have been in a position to die in jail if she hadn't been arrested after a simple traffic stop. The arrest warrant affidavit that Encinia 
put uh, together, said he pulled her over for allegedly failing to use her turn signal. It started as a normal conversation. It got testy after he asked her to put out her cigarette. The trooper wrote that she became, quote, combative and uncooperative and that she was placed in handcuffs for his safety, for officer safety. That uh, she began swinging her elbows at him, kicked her, uh, his right leg in the shin. This is all in the affidavit. Quote, I've had a pain in my right leg and suffered small cuts in my right hand. Uh, force was used to subdue her to the ground, which Bland continued to fight back. Now, the officer also wrote that she was placed under arrest for assault on a public servant. But a dash cam video shows that he told her she was under arrest before that alleged assault took place. That was another thing I was wondering why nobody was talking about. I'm like, wait a minute. He cuffed her and arrested her before all that off-camera alleged stuff happened. He told her to exit her car 11 times and then tells her she's under arrest. Now, i got to say, if a cop told me to get out of the car, maybe I wouldn't get out the first time. I don't know. I think I would. I'd be afraid. That gun in the holster, you know? But, you know, with relations the way they are between the law enforcement and certain minority communities, especially African Americans, maybe it's understandable. Um... And then uh, it's then after he tells her, after the 11 times to get out of the car, that she's under arrest. And then the alleged assault uh, alleged assault takes place. The video from his patrol car does not show the confrontation. It can be heard off camera. A cell phone did capture part of the exchange that took place. But a traffic stop should never escalate to her or anybody being arrested. That's what her family says. Quote, I simply feel like the officer was picking on her. And I believe that this is petty. We're going to give you more information. Brad and I are going to talk with you. Brad, I'm going to throw out some angles to get their calls, and we'll talk to them right after this break. Uh, Sounds good. One, do you believe, folks, that the officer in this case used excessive force to take down Ms. Sandra Bland? Did the officer use excessive force? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. She did not cooperate with the officer's request to put out her cigarette. Did he use excessive force? Now, the video from outside her cell does not show anyone leaving or entering it before her dead body was found from apparent suicide. Could this video be altered as well? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Does the dash cam video make you skeptical when you see a car driving on the road disappear and the tow truck operator suddenly appear next to his vehicle while the audio is continuous? That's a little bit complicated for me. That's not my question. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. The Texas medical examiner has ruled Ms. Bland's death a suicide. Texas officials defend their autopsy. But Ms. Bland's family is waiting results of a second autopsy, uh, an independent autopsy. What is your take on the first results of the autopsy and the request for yet another? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, Ms. Bland's family said she would not have killed herself. She showed no signs of depression. On Facebook, she says she was a little depressed, suffering from PTSD. There are uh, allegedly cut marks on her arm, and she admitted in one part of the intake form that she tried to commit suicide, but in another says no. Do you think this woman killed herself? What would have led her to do so? She was starting a new job and had two job offers. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Back to you, Brad and I. We'll be with you in your calls after this.
I'm Leslie Marshall in Los Angeles. He's Brad Bannon, and I would assume in Massachusetts, uh, in Beantown today. Am I correct, Brad? You're assuming right, Leslie. Uh, Brad, um, le- uh, first of all, before we get to the uh, calls, uh, well, wait a minute. We only have a couple of minutes in this break, in this segment, so let's take some calls, and then I'll get your take uh, on this. We go to Kevin in Santa Fe, New Mexico, line two. Kevin, good afternoon. Leslie, I have to disagree with your premise that we should um, – it, it, it comes down to how respectful she was to the officer. No, no, that's not, no, no. That is not what I said. What I said is I think that when we have cops that are like this, egotistical, aggressive, violent, uh, they have the Clint Eastwood syndrome, if you will, I think that we make matters worse for ourselves. I've done it myself when we mouth off. Now, I haven't been handcuffed or had the guy, you know, you know pull his gun out on me or threaten me, um, but definitely the way I'm treated – whether I get a ticket or not, the attitude, it escalates from bad to worse if I mouth off. That's my, that's my opinion, and I think that he was, 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 he, was he, you know, a jerk? Yes. Did, you know, did she fan those flames? In my opinion, yes. That's what I was saying. Well, I mean, it almost sounds to me, what I hear between the lines there is she was uppity, and it's, it's almost as if, this is partially to blame. Like, it's her fault. It, it's almost like domestic violence. You know, she made me do it. She wouldn't put that cigarette out. And these are all lawful actions. When he asks her, you seem upset, and she explains to him, yeah, you pulled me over for getting out of your way. And, um, you know, and she explains very rationally why, you know, hey, I'm not real happy with, with this whole situation. Um, I want to, sweetie. I got to take a break. Don't go away. I want you to be able to finish your thought, Kevin. Okay, hang on. I'm Leslie Marshall. Brad Band is co-hosting with me. We will be back with Kevin and you right after this. folks i've got a seven and eight year old that takes my energy and zaps me in addition i host a national radio show i'm on television numerous times a week and i write a column for the huff post i blog for them although i don't get to do it as much as i'd like i own the radio show i have meetings and i have to do laundry and cook and i know you're saying oh dial 1-800 well no i'm telling you this because i get tired and you know what I just noticed my energy level went down. I noticed that I I didn't have the stamina that I used to. I would get, you know, headaches. My blood pressure was higher. I didn't have the energy, wasn't getting to the gym. I felt like I had to drink so much coffee to get me, you know, that picked me up in the afternoon. But it it caused such jitters and and gave me headaches. And it, it just wasn't good for me. Well, I, Leslie Marshall, here at the Leslie Marshall Show, felt I needed to do something to turn this around. I needed to improve my health. And what could I do? I mean, you know, who wants to go to doctors and, you know, run bunches of tests? And, you know, why do that? I had read about and I had been told about 
a earthy vegetable juice drink. And at first I thought, it's going to taste gross. But you know what? I can hold my nose and just down it once a day, right? Would you do it? You might say maybe, but probably not. But what if I told you this performance-enhancing veggie was actually transformed into a great-tasting circulation superfood drink? Now you're more interested, right? It's called Super Beats. I want you to try it. You try it risk-free, you get a lot of free stuff, and you get your money back, but you've got to call them and order it now because it's only going to last for two weeks. Super Beets is loaded with vegetable dietary nitrates, and what that does is boost nitric oxide levels in your body. What does that mean? Well, if you boost the nitric oxide levels, you get an increase in energy, you get an increase in stamina, you don't have the stimulants, you don't have the shakiness, and you also are supporting your healthy blood pressure too. I drink Super Beets every morning. You can have it in water. You can put it in your protein shake. That's what I choose to do, the latter. I get to the gym now. I even have longer workouts. I feel the more productive workouts. I don't need that coffee in the afternoon. Super Beets now tastes great already on its own, but it comes in a new black cherry flavor. So whatever was holding you back, okay, if you were unsure, you think I'm just pushing some product on you, you don't think you'll like the taste, it didn't sound like it was something up your alley, I'm asking you as part of my family, I'm sharing with you, as part of my listening family, a product that literally has changed my life. It is my new favorite product. I take Super Beats every day. Within 20 minutes, I can feel the difference. And I'm just a new person. I get more done. I feel like I have more time, which I always say I never have enough of. So you need to check this out. I am only doing this because of the confidence I have in this product. Okay? I demanded, as a matter of fact, to the Super Beats folks that you guys get an exclusive, exclusive offer. And they said, all right, what do you want? They put their money where their mouth was. So here's the deal. Go to leslielovesbeats.com. Click on the order button right next to my picture. And for the next two weeks only, or you can call them at 800-305-6011. Place an order. With that order, you'll get one free Super Beats canister. That's an extra 30-day supply. A free Beat the Odds book. Free shipping and handling. How great is that? Bada bing, bada boom, bada bing. All you have to do is call them now, place the order, you get all this free stuff, and the, the, on top of it, the, the cherry and whipping on top, whip uh, topping on, uh, to top it all off, here's the deal. You get your money back if it doesn't work. That's how strongly I believe in what I'm using and, and how it works for me. I want to share it with you. That's how strongly Super Beats believes in their, project, pro, their product. So go to leslielovesbeats.com, and it is a project. It's a project to have people look to more natural and alternative ways rather than popping pills and being in and out of hospitals to have more energy and have better health. Go to leslielovesbeats.com today. Click on the order button next to my picture before it all ends. you got two weeks. leslielovesbeats.com or call 800-305-6011. Again, that number, 800-305-6011. Back with Brad Bannon, my co-host and I. I'm in L.A. He is in Beantown. And, uh, Brad, we were talking with Kevin in Santa Fe. And Kevin was uh, talking about, uh, you know, responding to, you know, Brad and I in our discussion as to how we mouth off or how we act with the police officer. And we're talking, of course, about Miss Sandra Brand. Uh, thank you for holding, Kevin, and please continue. Well, there is a Supreme Court ruling, if I'm not mistaken, that says we can drop an F-bomb on a cop, right? Uh, you know, I'd have to look that up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. That's freedom of speech. There's a difference, but we can't, uh, we, we, can, we, can, we can't lie. F-U-T. You can't lie. You can't falsify information. You can't threaten, and you can't resist. 
Um, and, and and yet, you know, um, I think that, you know, it's going to be interesting when we find out the information as to whether or not the videos have been doctored, particularly the in-house, um, the jail video, because, uh, I mean, it's going to be a real now-you-know-the-rest-of-the-story moment when we find out why there are glitches or missing parts. Um, and then as to the subject of this autopsy thing, I, in my head, I just see that cop standing there at the funeral home saying, get out of the casket, get out of the casket now, or I will light you up. And it's like, they just won't leave her alone. But she, she, I've read before, there's a, there's a publication uh, from the ACLU on what your rights are when you're being arrested. And I didn't see her step out of bounds once from, what they say she's just no no if a police officer says get out of the car 11 times that's out of bounds and she she's responding every single time why are you doing this why are you arresting me yeah but when we go back to the swearing uh, when we go back to the swearing kevin okay the research that we found is for the most part it really depends on local laws in your state and city and also the temperament of the police officer in question some jurisdictions do have laws against disorderly conduct or creating public disturbances. And believe it or not, swearing at police officers or making rude gestures like, you know, flipping the bird, the middle finger, those actually could be violations of those laws. Because disorderly conduct and creating public disturbances is such a general and vague, um, you know, explanation or, or you know, uh, legal uh, faction of the law, uh, that swearing could be considered such. I'm sorry, Leslie. My cell phone's going out. Oh, no worries, Kevin. Uh, go plug in your battery. We're good to have your two cents on the program. Uh, thank you for the call. Brad, want to weigh in on that before we go up to our next caller? Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at any stage of this thing, it was mishandled by the police and, and the police department. First of all, I probably have changed lanes without signaling a fair amount in my life, and I've never been pulled over. Uh, second, at the scene, it seems to me the job of a police officer is calm the situation down, not make it uh, more uh, flammable, and I think that's what the officer did. Uh, then you have what clearly is doctored video, and it really makes you wonder what they cut out uh, before they release to the public. And then uh, they have a prisoner in jail who had attempted suicide once, uh, already attempted suicide, and they didn't have a suicide watch. I mean, this thing stinks from beginning to end. Okay, let's continue with the uh, calls. Eight 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 six Leslie's the number. We go to Tony in Chicago, line four. Tony, good afternoon. Hi. Um, first of all, when you look at the video, uh, the the so-called belligerent attitude on her part with her uh, cursing or whatever didn't take place. So she was out of the car and on the ground, and he was physically hurting her. He went ham when she started uh, turned on her phone and started recording it. And even then, she said, wow, you know, this is what you're doing. She never cursed at him prior to that. Look at the video again. No, no, nobody's so, saying, no, wait, wait, first of all, this is what I, one of the things I don't like about people tuning in and out. Nobody said that. Uh, Kevin was asking if you can drop an F-bomb to a cop. Nobody said anything uh, about that. 
I don't what? know if you know. I don't know if you know me and who I am. I'm a progressive, and we're constantly on the cop's butt and constantly, uh, st- you know, sticking up for the underdog, which you know certainly Ms. Ms. Brandon. But why is a black person always complicit? Regardless, it's all of like the gentleman. Well, what do you mean? What, 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 who is saying? Wait, 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 wait. Who is saying that? What? You said, why is the black person always complicit regardless? Who exactly. is saying that? Who is saying that? like, well, if she had mouth off, maybe she... I said, by. and I'll say it for the last time, because my patience is running, 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 running thin. Mine is... No, I, I, I know what she's saying, Mark, and I have no idea if you're telling me that or of our, or our listeners, as you're screaming in my ear there. Um, what I'm saying is, I have found that when cops come over with an attitude like him, and I am a white woman, Okay, Mm -hmm. but when cops come over to me with an attitude like him, when I have mouthed off, the situation's been worse for myself. Okay, so when he said, "Put out your cigarette," and I agree with her, you know, why why does she does she legally have to follow that order? I really don't know, because it is her car, it is her property, it is her cigarette, it is her choice. But if I were smoking because of the way this guy is and he's got uh, and also because he's got a gun on his holster and because of situations like Eric Garner, because of situations like Michael Brown, especially if I were a minority, I would have put my cigarette out. I'm just being honest with you. Okay, but everybody's not the same. And the bottom line, he was wrong, period. It doesn't matter. That's what I meant when I was saying uh, being complicit in the sense that other people, there's a thousand videos you can watch on on YouTube where white people mouth off all the time and nothing ever happens. Okay, so being black a long time, you know that. Okay, she still stood by what she wanted to say. And like I said, he only went ham when she pulled out her phone and started recording. I, I saw this guy. I thought this guy had a problem from the the start. I, I well, call that it the, is the Clint the problem. That is the total problem. It's him, you know. And then now, video. There is, is no out. question in my mind, in my opinion. I've shared it's him, but I do think she made the situation worse. I do. That's my he opinion. Escalated it, I say. And then now, the lie. His lies are out in terms of a, a, a tape of what he told his, the sheriff that he did is a complete fabrication, and his report is a lie. Everything is a lie. You know, so how is anybody supposed to believe anything in this this whole situation? It's just out of hand, and something has got to be done. Because, uh, you know, how long can it take? You know, I find it funny that she's going to be buried on the birthday of Emmett Till, July 25th. And I'm like, well, let me let me ask you this. If the independent autopsy just, uh, you know, uh, just asking if the independent autopsy shows that the family requested, if there are 10 autopsies that show she did, in fact, take her own life. What would your response to that be? I, I never would believe it. I never would believe it because um, <laughs> anybody that's supposedly as arrogant as she was supposedly and what everybody is saying, you don't turn into some little suicidal clinging vine in two days, two or three days. And the fact of the matter is black people don't commit suicide as much as everybody else. That's a a documented fact. So you don't go from that to killing yourself. And how do you prove? So what do do you think? What do you think? What do you think happened? I mean, in light of the fact uh, that everybody is aware of the uh, tensions in this country between police officers who are Caucasian and individuals that they they stop or arrest who are minority, specifically African-American, what do you think actually 
happened. All I'm saying, I'm, a, I'm asking you because sometimes there is a grassy knoll in a conspiracy and sometimes there isn't. No, I mean, what do you mean? At the jailhouse? Cause like you what said, do you, if you don't think she took her own life, what do you think happened? They beat her up and smothered her. You know, if she so-called mouthed off. And you're, tell, and, you're tell, and you're telling me that if there were 10 autopsies, independent, paid for by the family, her family, you think that that you you think they're not going to tell her family, especially if they're being paid by her family, if in fact she was smothered. I'm asking you, is this is complete speculation it's and hypothetical. How you got asphyxiated is the question. How do you you hang from a, a, a trans bag? You know, somebody could have put a bag over her head and suffocated her, so there wouldn't be any defensive wounds. There wouldn't be anything. Asphyxiation is proven. How it, it can be done. A number of ways. So how can you? Well, you know, I think what we'll do is we'll get Dr. Michael Bowden's been on the show a number of times. He was uh, with Michael Brown. He conducted the autopsy uh, of Michael Brown for the family, and we will get him on the program and and talk about uh, what an autopsy can and cannot tell, and uh, you know what information you know we get from that. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon. Thank you for your call, Tony. Appreciate it and your input. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Leslie Marshall, real people, real life, real talk. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. you do i just want to share um some new information if you remember when the original uh video came out um of uh sandra bland uh the police dash cam footage uh, it was on youtube uh yet yeah, two days ago on tuesday it contained a number of continuity errors and repeated footage well less than 24 hours after originally posting the video the texas department of public safety posted a new version it was free of the discrepancies um and uh it does appear they say to be uh, consistent uh, they said it was not edited what happened is the video was affected in the upload the technical issue had been uh resolved uh so they claim uh, uh brad uh they, what do you what do you think about uh, tony's comments and any response to that well uh, tony made a lot of good points and i think a lot of what she said revolves around the issue of credibility uh she made a point of you know if let's say the you know the medical county medical examiner or the city county or the city medical examiner does an autopsy and rules that it's suicide uh tony said I'm not going to believe that, and my guess is a lot of people, a lot of other people won't believe it either. Uh, And it's a matter of credibility. Uh, You know, and at the beginning of this thing, you know, you're right, Leslie, uh, her behavior uh, was bad, but the officer took a bad situation and made it even worse. No question. No question. The officer started off bad. You know, it's the old two wrongs don't make a right. Um, and, and, you know, he was wrong, 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 wrong. He's the one that, but, you know, at the end of the day, he's got the gun and the badge and the handcuffs. And, and I say that because, you know, dude, I, you know, I fear that, 
You know, I fear that power to a certain degree. And let me ask you something else, Pat, before we continue with calls. Do you think, because I do, do you think that there are those people who believe that she killed herself regardless of what the evidence shows, and then there are those people like Tony, you heard her, ten autopsies, even if her family paid for the autopsies, uh, and, and if ten in a row said she really did commit suicide, she wouldn't, you know, believe it. In other words, people have their minds made up about this before all the facts are out uh, on either side. Yeah, and it's not only Tony. My guess is that if uh, a week from now, let's say they they've released the findings in an autopsy and she uh, ruled that she committed suicide, and some organization like Gallup asks about it uh, in a national survey, I'd be willing to bet you serious money that very the data would show very few blacks believed uh, that it was a suicide. And all these incidents, uh, Garner, Errol Garner, Michael Brown, now this thing with Barbara Bland, they contribute to a lack of credibility. And it seems to me a police department cannot be effective uh, unless it's credible with the community. And the reality is most black Americans just don't trust the police anymore, and they're less likely to do now after this thing. Let's go to Raven on line two. Raven, good afternoon. Hi, how are you? Good, Raven, how are you? You know, this is so unspeakably uh, horrible. And But as far as I'm concerned... I think I would I would consider this to be a sex crime. A sex crime. How so? Um, it, it's kind of not to rape. I mean, how did this woman really feel when she's confronted by this raging male? And um, you know, as we all know, that that rape is not a crime, a sexual crime, but it's a crime of power and violence. And, and that's a situation into which she was put. I mean, and it also said she has PTSD or had PTSD. I don't know if she was diagnosed, but she does say that in her Facebook video. Why? When did you know why she had PTSD? Was she a vet? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you don't have to be a vet. I've had PTSD oh, in the past. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I really, I don't know all of that about uh, her background, uh, but we appreciate everybody weighing in. Brad, uh, just one or two sentences. We are almost out of time here, dear. Uh, well, I think the bottom line here is that police across the country and through the United States Department of Justice will play role. Somehow, the police departments across the country have to reestablish credibility with the black community. Oh, yeah. And this, uh, yeah, I think that the reaction might, you know, have been different if that had been the case in the past. Brad Bannon, thank you for being with us. I'm Leslie Marshall. Thank you to Mark and Andrew and all of you. Have a great afternoon. I'm Kelly Testy, the president of the Law School Admission Council. We're working to make a legal education accessible for everyone. If you're thinking of applying to law school, the Law School Admission Council offers free LSAT prep tools, practice exams, and many other products and services to help you in your law school journey. Make a difference in the world. Visit www.discoverlaw.com today.